And now we're going to break down our division winners for the NFC East. Christian, who do you have coming out of the NFC East? We have the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins. The New York football Giants. Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, I'm going, I'm going Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, just looking at the roster from top to bottom, Doug Peterson, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Um, I mean, I'm banking on uh, Carson Wentz being healthy, of course. Um, if he gets hurt, if he goes down, then, then they're going to be in big trouble. Of course, Nick Foles signed the uh, free agent deal to the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they will no longer be able to rely on him. Uh, they, 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 I know the coaching staff is pretty high on Nate Sudfeld. Well, he's dealing with injuries right now, and they bring uh, Kyle Loletta. Uh, they, they claimed him off waivers from the New York Giants. Um, but he, he's only on the practice squad, so they're trying to make him a, a developmental piece as of now. So really banking on the health of Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, just thinking of the, the type of quarterback that he was just two years ago before he got hurt when the uh, Philadelphia Eagles did make that uh, uh, Super Bowl run, of course, he wasn't a part of the playoffs, but, I mean, that, that regular season, I mean, he was certainly on his way to be the league MVP. I still would have given him my vote, even though he went down in, uh, what was it, like week 13, week 14 against the Los Angeles Rams at the Coliseum. But uh, if, especially if Carson Wentz returns to that uh, form of himself from, you know, just a year and a half, two years ago, uh, I think the Eagles run away with this division. Again, um, you got Alshon Jeffrey, you, you bring back uh, – Deshaun uh, uh, Jackson, I yeah, Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> gotcha. and then and then and then you you bolster up the backfield by drafting uh, Miles Sanders in the second round. You trade for Jordan Howard, um, you know. I, I mean, so quickly one of the league's worst running back uh, running back backfields uh, turns into one of the league's best. Um, and, and then the defense side of the football, uh, you know, of course, coached by uh, Jim Schwartz. Um, and, uh, you know, led by guys like uh, Malcolm Jenkins and uh, 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 Fletcher Cox on the defensive line. Uh, you know, you got Ronald Darby coming back from injury. Uh, sounds like he's going to be ready to start week one. Um, you know, really high on this Philadelphia Eagles team. A lot of young talent that was a, a big part of this Super Bowl uh, team from a couple years ago that is still on this team. Um, so I'm thinking Miles Sanders is going to have a really big impact on this offense. Uh, again, uh, an offense that really needed uh, uh, to bolster up the, the running back position. They do that by bringing over Sanders and Jordan Howard. I think Sanders uh, ends the season by uh, finding himself in the conversation. Maybe he doesn't win it, but he'll certainly be in the conversation for offensive rookie uh, of, uh, of the year. Um, wow. And again, again, really banking, though, on Carson Wentz and uh, – if the season goes any way that I think it might, I think Carson Wentz finds himself uh, in discussion for one of those um, after-the-season awards as well. So I'm going to go Eagles winning the division, uh, Cowboys number two, and uh, the, the Giants and Redskins will be fighting it out for uh, last in the division. And uh, I, I think the uh, I, I think the Redskins might beat them out for the third-place spot. It'll be a dogfight, though, for that last uh, – for that number four spot in the NFC East. But, uh, yeah, I think top two teams, no doubt about it, Eagles, Cowboys. We'll see when Zeke returns. Um, I, I do think at the end of the day, uh, Jerry Jones does realize that if the uh, Dallas Cowboys are going to make a playoff run, that Zeke Elliott needs to suit up, and he needs to suit up for at least uh, you know, 13, 14 games at least. Um, so I, I'm expecting to hear some news on the Zeke Elliott situation very soon, and it certainly sounds like um, that, that something may be dropping at some point soon, maybe before the regular season kicks off later this week. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be another big year for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, led by, of course, uh, Carson Wentz. How about you, Travis? Are you putting all of your money on the Eagles to win the division as well? Oh, man. So this started off with one of, the, one of my – one of the toughest divisions, one of my favorite ones, obviously because the Redskins is in this division. So, um, um, even though even though Redskins is my team, I'm not gonna sit here and say they're gonna win the division because I don't, I don't think I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, but if they do, then I'm glad to be wrong. Uh, that being said, though, I think uh, the team that's gonna win this division is not the Eagles. Uh, although the Eagles are gonna be good. Um, 
I just I'm not really sold on Carson Wentz being healthy during the whole season. I guess it's one of those wait and see things. But even if he is healthy, I think the team that's going to win this division and the hate and it pains me to say that almost as much as saying the the Packers or the Patriots are going to win their respective division. But the team that's going to win is going to be the Cowboys. I and ugh, I have to like brush my tongue even saying that. But the Cowboys are probably going to win this division because their defense is much improved. They're fast. You got Demarcus Lawrence, who, uh, who is up there in the number of sacks in the season, just alone. Uh, I think Rod, Mar- Rod Marinelli is doing a good job with this team. Um, that Prescott is, you know, he's proven to people that he can play. Um, now, that being said, if he deserves the money that he's looking for, I won't say that. But that press guy is doing a, a pretty good job of keeping the team together. If they can get Ezekiel Elliott back on the team and get things rolling, then uh, they can be looking pretty good. So I got the Cowboys winning the division, unfortunately, and then um, probably have the Eagles probably being second, and then the Redskins. And Giants kind of duking it out, but I think the Redskins to come out third. Again, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the Redskins win it all uh, in that division. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that one. Uh, not this year, but I think next year the wing has to take the next step, and there's guys steps up, and then they grab one of these electric wide receivers coming out of college, either Jared Judy, um, T Higgins, or uh, Rugs from Alabama. I think there's a lot of and I'm missing one, CeeDee Lamb. How do I forget CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma? I think there's a lot of good options for the Washington Redskins going forward, but I think right now the division belongs to definitely, as you said, the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense is vaunted. Um, Dak Prescott got Amari Cooper later in the year, and that has just been a world changer for him. Um, our boy Devin Smith, formerly of OSU, formerly of New York Jets, um, he actually made the 53-man roster, and I think that anything they can do to build up that wide receiver core for Dak Prescott is going to continue to help. And to Christian's point, I think Jerry Jones comes to his senses and says, hey, you know what, we need this guy. Like, we need him in the worst way. So let's go ahead and give him his money. We're not going to give Dak $40 million like he wants because that's out of his mind, but let's go ahead and make a run here. And if we need to move up, trade some picks to get a decent new quarterback because we're not being Dak 40. We'll do that. But I think the Cowboys ultimately comes out on top of the division here. I just want to comment on uh, your uh, assessment on Miles Sanders. Um, you said that, you know, he could potentially be offensive rookie of the year. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and it speaks to, you know, how highly you uh, kind of rate him. Yeah, I mean, I... You know, that was the guy that I was hoping, you know, being a Bears fan, that was certainly a guy that was on my radar during the draft. And uh, Sanders goes round two. Bears end up trading up into the third round to take David Montgomery. Um, you know, we'll talk about the NFC North. We'll talk about the Bears here shortly. But, uh, you know, I think both Sanders and Montgomery are going to find their way in that conversation. I think they're both um, guys that are entering – a locker room entering a team that have that, that both teams have high expectations and both teams should uh, certainly in the very least be in the conversation of winning their division. So that alone will help them, uh, you know, if they have success on a winning team, that alone will help them uh, join that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, that'd be a good thing to keep track of. Yeah, so let's move right along here. Uh, We're interested to see how that all plays out this year. But the NFC West, we have the Cardinals, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. Christian. Do you have the Cardinals and Kyler Murray making a comeback here for the division, or do you think Seattle and the Rams duke it out for King and the West? Yeah, I mean, I really do like what the Cardinals were able to do this offseason, both in free agency and what they were able to do in the draft. Um, again, uh, really just a night and day difference from this team compared to just a year ago. Uh, I'm not so sure if I'm sold on Cliff Kingsbury's coaching in the pros. 
Uh, didn't work out in the college ranks. Uh, so I'm not really sure how it's going to translate at the professional level. Uh, you know, I, I've liked what he and Steve Kime has do- have done um, in, in terms of uh, uh, drafting and acquiring players up to this point. At least on paper, it looks great. Um, but if you've been following this team throughout Steve Kime's tenure, uh, he, he does an awesome job at, at making the team look great on paper, but uh, it just it doesn't really perform that way. Uh, you know, once they hit the field, at least post Bruce Arians, I should say, uh, AKA last year was a big part of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it is going to be the Rams and Seahawks duking it out. Uh, Seahawks obviously make a splash this past week. Uh, you know, they're kind of in need of a, uh, of a pass rusher after, uh, letting, uh, Frank Clark, uh, trading him to Kansas city. Uh, and now they acquired Jadavian Clowney, um, this past weekend. So that'll be, you know, everybody's going to be keeping their eye on that situation. Um, you know, they're obviously – everybody, I still feel like they look at the Seattle Seahawks and look at their defense, um, you know, thinking they're going to see a Richard Sherman, a Brandon Browner, or, a, uh, you know, the guys, the Earl Thomas. Uh, they, they do still have a, a Bobby Wagner, though, um, probably the best linebacker in football still today. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I do think I think we'll see a bit of a regression from the Los Angeles Rams. But at the end of the day, I do think that they still pull it out. Um, you know, again, it just comes to overall talent and then uh, the, the coaching staff. I mean, Sean McVay, um, probably the best young mind in the NFL, and uh, so, so I do think that uh, it will be a battle for the for the for the division winner between the Rams and the Seahawks. Um, 49ers, probably one of the bigger question marks, bigger wild card teams this year. What are we going to get out of Jimmy Garoppolo this year? I mean, uh, the, the three, four games that we've seen out of him last year weren't all that. Uh, you got Kyle Chan entering year two. They've also done a nice job in the draft acquiring some players, um, even in free agency as well. D Ford coming in to help out that uh, defensive line. Uh, DeForest Buckner coming off of a really solid year last year as well. Um, love the addition of uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, so a new uh, a new weapon for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, of course, uh, the emergence of George Kittle from last year. I mean, uh, I mean, kind of hard to argue uh, or bring up another name at that position when, when trying to think of anybody better. Uh, so, so the, the San Francisco 49ers has some pieces, and they're, they're going to be an intriguing, intriguing team to, to look out for uh, this season. But, but will it be enough to overcome the Seattle Seahawks or the uh, Los Angeles Rams? That's going to be the biggest question. And as of right now, um, you know, I'll have to see it to believe it. So with that said, uh, yeah, I think the Rams are just – you know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to talent and coaching staff, and uh, you know the, the Rams are uh, are pretty uh, pretty well fit in both of those uh, both of those phases with uh, Sean McVay, and then uh, you know, I mean, starting with Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, they, I, I, another running back, uh, Daryl Henderson, drafted this past year. So uh, you know, I, I think the Rams pull out the NFC West, but again, I mean, you, you kind of make an argument for. Uh, you know, the 49ers, you can make an argument. Yeah, so we cut out a little bit there on the end of that. <laughs> who would you have? What did you, you say at the end of it? You have an argument for who? Oh, no, I just said, uh, you know, you kind of make a case for any of the three teams I mentioned or kind of went in-depth on in, in the Rams, Seahawks, or 49ers. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll roll with the Rams this season. There we go. How about you, Travis? You going with the Rams? So before this, uh, before this podcast happened, of course, and maybe like a couple of weeks ago, a while ago, I was really sold, really high on the 49ers. Um, I know that I felt like they were kind of the sleeper team. Not really, not really too many people are giving them too much credit. Um, they have a lot of pieces on that D-line now in defense. Uh, Kwan Alexander, if we not, let's we not forget. Uh, Richard Sherman, other players as well. I I wasn't really sold on the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hype train. Like I I wasn't like jumping at the bets uh, to kind of crown this guy and say he's going to be dominant this year. 
but they had enough. Uh, they have uh, some good players. They drafted Debo Samuel, uh, Jalen Hurd. Uh, so they had some good pieces, exciting players. When I had them to be the surprise team, I guess they kind of come out of that division. And uh, I'm not really so sure about that anymore. Um, I just think that they have a lot of – the players that they have are really uh, questionable. You don't really know about – you don't really know about the durability. Uh, Joey Bosa, he was drafted high. He's a very productive player. But questions about his durability. Um, can he stay healthy during a full season? Can he be available? Same for Jimmy, same for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's on the field um, – I know it's just preseason, but um, there was reports coming out of camp that in practice he threw a number of picks, back-to-back even. And in the game, it kind of showed as well. So um, can Jimmy Garoppolo make that leap where he put his team in a bigger hole? But that being said, uh, I did think it would be the 49ers before. But now I think it would be kind of hard to dethrone the Rams. Just uh, having an Aaron Donald-type player on the team I'm other players as well. They still have Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator uh, who can really coach a team. Sean McVay, just another, just that cohesion and consistency. Um, I think there's a chance that the Cardinals can do something with their uh, air raid offense because, you know, they don't really know what that's like in the NFL. And they have a, they have a decent defense too. Then there's the Seahawks too. Um, if the defense can hold up, uh, and they can run the ball. They can keep teams off the field. They can win some games as well. But I think ultimately it'll be the Rams, like Christian said. It'll be the Rams, and then I think the second team that, that would kind of take the crown would be the Seahawks. Seahawks would kind of challenge them, but I think ultimately it'll be the Rams. And you know, for the me, Rams, the Rams. Huh? So for me, you know, my my mind is telling me the Rams or the Seahawks. But my heart is telling me those 49ers. I think it may be fool's gold. I'm the body. <laughs> it's telling me the 49ers. Telling me about those 49ers. So <laughs> I really, really, really like the 49ers because I think Jimmy Garoppolo can be one of just an absolute superstar in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, and also they added Tevin Coleman, who is just a Ferrari out the backfield. He has speed that's kind of unmatched. But, you know. Marquise Goodwin is for wide receiver Dante Pettis. You hope that he can put it together that first year and just continue to show something, like show something that you showed in this off preseason. Um, to your point, he did throw five interceptions that one week before that preseason game. Then he came out against the Broncos and threw another one. But with that one, it was just Bradley Chubb was a monster, you know, 12 sacks. We kind of had – we knew that was coming. Bradley Chubb was just an absolute beast, but – um, going with the Rams, you know, they beefed up their defense. They brought back Dante Fowler. They added Clay Matthews. Um, Eric Weddle's there. Defense, you know, is how you close out games. And it's just hard to bet against the Rams at this point. Um, Kyler Murray in the air raid offense, I think we just need to wait and see what that is actually about because they haven't shown anything that they're actually going to do in the game during the preseason. So nobody knows what to really expect from them. And the Seahawks, go Hawks. I told you guys I've been a Seahawks fan my whole life. They just acquired Jadavion Clowney uh, <laughs> my whole <laughs> life. And and pretty much, you know, they had some other players on that defense. Um, Ziggy Ansa and um, K.J. Wright still there, I believe. Malcolm. Perry Nickerson. Perry Nickerson now. And I think he's not going to make that <laughs> roster. He's, he's not very good. So, um, that defense is what it is. Russell Wilson is the highest paid player in NFL, I believe. So we're just going to see if he can continue to build on that stellar campaign he had. He just kind of makes magic. But they tried to take the, the tried to take the game out of his hands a bit, having run the ball more, handed off to Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and pretty much anybody who could run the ball. They tried to get it out of Russell's hands. They did not want him to get Andrew Lucked. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Did not want that. That's a verb. But I think, you know, I think I'm going <laughs> I'm to I'm I'm fall into formation here, though, and pick the Rams as you guys have. So, now we're moving on. It's kind of hard to go against that. It, yeah. It, yeah. I, I would be shocked. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys are hoping 
that the Rams don't come out on top. Maybe you're hoping that the Cardinals, um, you know, make something out of their offense and, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and everything. Um, but is there a team that you're hoping comes out on top and not be the Rams? For me, it'd be the 49ers. Like I said, my, my – The Niners? Yeah, my body's – Yeah, I'd, I'd Niners, like so – I want them to come out. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think there's any way – going to be the Cardinals this year. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, yeah, I'd like to see the San Francisco 49ers live up to their hype. I mean, last year they were kind of expected to be uh, really what the Chicago Bears were of last year. Um, Bears kind of came out of nowhere and had that breakout year where the San Francisco 49ers found themselves, uh, you know, drafting within the top, you know, two, three picks. Uh, once again, uh, you know, uh, very uh, familiar territory for them as of late. Um, I mean, they, they 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 got they got the right pieces. You know, they they got their franchise quarterback out now. I'd like to see them, uh, you know, live up to to the hype, live up to their expectations, and uh, make something out of it. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, and I want to see the 49ers come out on top too. But actually, I would actually like to see the Cardinals come out on top. Christian, I know the Cardinals are your second team and all, but just the players they have on there are kind of David Johnson. I want to see him come back to form. Larry, the legend, who uh, is on this team. They have a lot of good players. Uh, DJ Swearinger, which I hope he's still on the team, but I'm not really sure. But, yeah, that guy, man, a lot of good players to like on that team. And uh, well, it's a good story. You know, new coach comes in and uh, takes over. So I hope it'll be the Cardinals, but we'll see. So speaking of new coach coming in, moving on to the NFC North, how do we feel that Matt LaFleur is going to do with the Packers, Christian? I don't know, man. It's not sounding too uh, too pretty over there uh, in Green Bay. Uh, just just with the uh, chemistry between Matt LaFleur and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're gelling very well, but, it, it, you know, we, we've only – and through training camp and preseason, we'll see how they perform in the uh, regular season when it actually counts. But uh, you know, I mean, the, the hiring from the beginning really, uh, re- really confused me. Just because, I mean, he, he's coming over from Tennessee and was their offensive coordinator the last couple of years. And I mean, Tennessee really—I mean, we, we talked about how much of a disappointment Marcus Mariota and that Titans offense has been over the last few years, and. Now you bring in a guy that, that was kind of uh, in control of that offense, and, you, yeah, you give him Aaron Rodgers to work with. But besides that, I mean, that, that, that Packers offense doesn't really have much substance to it besides Devontae Adams. Don't get me wrong, legit number one wide receiver in the league, um, playmaker. Uh, besides that, I mean, you're kind of really picking and choosing. I mean, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, is, I mean, he hasn't been the same since he's left New Orleans. Um so I, I don't really see how he succeeds. Uh, again, as of now, it doesn't sound like he and Aaron Rodgers are gelling too well, but we'll see how that uh, uh, turns out within the next uh, couple weeks, couple months. But, uh, you know, and I try to take my Bears fandom out of it, but I don't think this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a guy that's going to be in Green Bay for too long. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he certainly – has a few more years left in him, and if he wants a change, then uh, he's going to get a change, as we've seen with uh, Mike McCarthy last year. So who do you have coming out yeah, on top think, of the uh, division? Who do I have winning the division? Yeah. I, I think the Vikings have a bounce-back year, but at the end of the day, I, I think I think it's the Bears. I mean, I, I think Mitch yeah. Trubisky makes another jump in this Matt Nagy offense. You look at the talent surrounding him, uh, you know, you got Allen Robinson, you got Taylor Gabriel. These guys are coming back for their second year in this system. So another year of familiarity with the weapons as well. Um, you know, Mr. Trubisky worked out all offseason long with uh, those two. You had a guy like Javon Wims who has uh, yet again another breakout training camp in preseason. He looks like he could be, uh, you know, really a breakout player. Let's not forget Anthony Miller who uh, played last year with a separated shoulder for most of the season um, and, and still battled through and, and led all rookies in uh, touchdown receptions with seven, if I'm not mistaken, actually led, led the team in touchdown receptions as well. Um, you know, the, the, the tight end position is obviously the biggest question mark on this team. 
Sounds like Trey Burton won't be uh, suiting up for the game Thursday against Green Bay for the season opener. Sounds like he might miss a, a little bit more time than that as well. Um, they're calling him day by day, but certainly don't expect to see him start the season. Adam Shaheen has not lived up to his baby Gronk uh, hype, being drafted in the second round a few years ago. Um, I mean, and I haven't even mentioned Tariq Cohen or rookie David Montgomery yet. Um, and then obviously Khalil Mack on defense. I'll just stop there when, when just talk about individual players. And you could really go on and on. I lied, Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks. I mean, this, this is the monsters of the midway defense that we've grown up to love. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing it now, uh, you know, in, our, in front of our very own eyes. And, uh, you know, I just think, while I, I think the Minnesota Vikings will be an improved team, um, I, I don't really expect too much out of the uh, Green Bay Packers. I, I think the Detroit Lions could be a bit improved as well, but at the end of the day, I think they're going to be hampered by their coaching staff because I think the talent's there for them to succeed, succeed but not really sold on uh, the Matt Patricia-led coaching staff there in Detroit. I, I think this is the Bears' division to win. Uh, you know, the, the NFC North is kind of like the NFC East in terms of, uh, you know, every year there seems to be a new winner, but I, I think the Bears won the NFC North back-to-back years. Um, you know, I, I, I think that this is, this team, is, is, is their arrow's pointing upward, and I, I don't see them uh, having a, a year like they did last year just to come back this year and not make another playoff appearance or make a, a even further push into the playoffs. and. Uh, possibly a Super Bowl run. So I, I think this is going to be a big year for the Bears. I mean, they're certainly all sold and, and all bought in on what Matt Nagy preaches. Yeah, they lost Vic Fangio on the defense side of the football. They bring in Chuck Pagano, which I think if you're going to, if you're forced to replace Vic Fangio, I don't know if there's a better replacement than Chuck Pagano. So uh, I'm not expecting much of a drop off on uh, on the defense side of the football. In fact, I, I might even uh, expect a bit of an improvement um, in terms of uh, pass rushing and getting after the quarterback. But uh, I think this is going to be a big big year for the Chicago Bears. I think they win the NFC North, uh, no doubt about it. Again, I think the Minnesota Vikings will be improved, but uh, it's going to be tough to get past the Bears. What do you think, Travis? think the Bears win the division? I agree. And it seems it makes it sound like we're being homers right now. You know, we're putting the whole team over, over anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, because we are. You know we are. Uh, but – the Bears are definitely going to take this division, I think. I think that it's it, it'd be hard to imagine that they don't take this division. I know the Packers can can the Packers are the Packers and, you know, they uh are the Grand just like the Grinch who stole Christmas sometimes. Um and the Vikings are they have a very strong team too. But I just think that even though the Vikings have a few pieces on their offensive line, um and, you know, another year in the system, whatever uh, and Dalvin Cook, I still think that when it comes down to it, um, teams are going to figure out that although they have a few pieces on the offensive line, their offensive line just seem not – they still they still seem like they haven't gelled together yet, and it might take them a while. And I think when they finally start to figure it out, it would be a little too late. Teams will start blitzing and, and really getting to Kirk Cousins. I think he might make some errant throws. And coming from a Redskins fan, who's been a Redskins fan for most of his life, <laughs> but I told you I've been a fan my whole life. Yeah, that's me. Um, but coming from a guy who has watched Kirk Cousins uh, for a long time, I know that he can be he can be a sniper on the field when it comes to blitz and and playing in certain teams. But I know he can also make some errant throws, and we kind of saw that last year, especially when the Bears played him. So we'll see. Um, but as far as the Packers go, the Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers experiment it can go pretty bad. It seems like there's trouble in paradise, and it seems like they're just giving the media lip service that there is some rough patches. I know Rodgers is kind of a hard person to coach, be around, but I think it'll be hard. I guess I wouldn't really have my expectations high for the Packers anyway, just because they want a new offense. Even though it is Rodgers, I just anything can happen. Um, and with that being said, I say the Bears won a division. I would say that the Vikings will be second in the division. And I don't know, he'd be a toss up between the Packers and the Lions. But I think the Lions are not going to be good. 
because of the coaching staff. I think it's kind of um, he's he's trying to bring that Bill Belichickness to Detroit, and I think people are going to start realizing that from his coaching tree, his philosophy in New England doesn't work elsewhere. So you're not Bill Belichick. Um, so with those two things in mind, I, I'm going to say the the Packers will be above the Lions. That's well, my prediction. That's interesting, but you know, you made a prediction earlier that you said uh, there could be three teams from the AFC West making the playoffs. I think if that were to happen, it'd be in this division because I'll tell you what, I think the Bears are going to be picking up where they left off. The Vikings are going to improve, um, return to that NFC Championship game form, but I, I've never doubted Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the most talented quarterback who have ever played the game. So, uh, for me, it, this is tough. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it'll, the Bears and the Packers are going to set the tone for the division winner. Mm-hmm. Even though Rodgers is who Rodgers is, at the end of the day, if there's not, if there's something going on with the coach, if the coach is uh, putting, uh, is putting the reins on Rodgers in terms of not allowing him to make changes to the offensive line, um, it's going to really hamper like his ability to be Rodgers because he can't be himself. I think with the drama and everything like that can cause some problems. But no doubt, Rodgers is one of the, the most gifted quarterbacks we've ever seen. Yeah, and I think <laughs> Yeah, he's no <laughs> Sam Darnold. But I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is cold-blooded. Um, so apparently Matt LaFleur runs that uh, old – Mike Shanahan offense that Kirk Cousins did so well in in Washington, how he made all that money, because it gives the quarterback an answer to whatever he sees. He can go to the line and says, okay, if they do A, play B will work. If they do play B, play A will work. So, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm picking the Packers to win the division. Oh, yeah, I'm getting all kind of angry angry looks in my household right now. Yeah, uh, man, I just don't want me. Don't I just don't me. see how that could happen, man. I, I I think the the Bears and the Vikings are light years ahead of the Packers. So the Vikings, the yeah. Vikings, I would definitely say yes. Um, they are light years ahead of the Packers, um, especially defensively. But um, and they they, they let go of our boy Lacan Treadwell. Um, he'll bounce back though. But they let go of him, so they don't have to worry about him doing Lacan Treadwell things. Um, but I think that the Bears have lost Vic Fangio. I know you said you don't think that that's going to be a hamper, but I'm not a Chuck Pagano trooper, so I don't know how that defense of the Bears is going to stand up to that. You also lost Adrian Amos, who I was a big fan of. I'm not worried about that at all. Why not? A- Amos, I mean, I I think he uh, – and I felt this way when he was playing with the Bears. I always thought he was a little bit overrated, wasn't really that playmaker. He, he would always just uh, kind of be wherever the ball was at. You know, I mean, whether that's uh, – it, it almost seemed like he was just looking to lay the the hit or, or play it safe. Mm-hmm. And I think now you got HaHa Clinton Dix who takes more risks, which plays to what Chuck Pagano does as well um, in terms of his play calling. I mean, th- th- you're going to see uh, – I'm not expecting to see Khalil Mack drop back in coverage anymore. And uh, we, we've seen that quite a few times under Vic Banjo, and that absolutely drove me insane. So I, I think with Chuck Pagano coming in, I, I think you – and it, it, it could work for the best. It, it could also hurt the team as well. You can give up big plays as well. But I think but with the players that they have, and you replace Adrian Amos with Haha Clinton Dix, who's here on a one-year deal, um, who's looking to cash out next year. He actually passed up a, a three-year deal with Washington to come join this defense on a one-year deal so he could cash out next year in free agency. Um, you add him in and uh, bring him in to replace Adrian Amos playing off the side of Eddie Jackson. I feel like they might be able to play off each other better than what Jackson and Amos were able to do the past couple of years. And, um, you know, again, it's all it's all up to the pass rush. Obviously, that's going to be a big key into what the uh, defensive backfield uh, does and uh, – do you, you know, know if Chuck uh, Pagano runs a 3-4 or 4-3? Uh, so, nor- traditionally traditionally he runs a 4-3, but he's not changing up the Bears' uh, defense. He, okay. So, the Bears will stick with that 3-4 defense. All right. And, and that was another question because I don't know if Leonard Floyd has the bulk or the durability to play defensive in 
traditionally in a 4-3 defense. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he does not, he's not, he's not Miles Jack in coverage either, or Deion no. Jones. Like his, that's not who he is as a person. <laughs> no, he's you know like how I said with Khalil Mack, I, I want Khalil Mack rushing the passer at all times. I do not want to see him drop back in coverage. Um, you know Leonard, I mean Leonard Floyd, obviously not the pass rusher that Khalil Mack is, but um, certainly not not a coverage guy. And uh, you know he, he was brought in here to to be one of those elite pass rushers. Ryan Pace traded up to the uh, to, to get him in the first round years ago, and uh, you know no excuses for Leonard Floyd this year, man. I mean. He's battled some injuries so far in his career. This is, uh, you know, a make-it-or-break year for Leonard Floyd. I mean, you're playing off the side of Khalil Mack. You're playing on the same line that consists of Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman in the middle. I mean, what what else more can you can you ask for? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, you asked him before. I mean, it's, we've been saying this every year. We have the same conversation because at some point he, he's just taking some injury, and he just – gives us that uh, momentary excitement when you does something really good and then you hope to see that again. But, you know, no excuse, especially you have a guy like Kula Mack on the opposite side. And, Christian, as you alluded to earlier in the, in the last podcast, when you came with my boy Shane Ray, he really didn't have any excuse either not to perform being next to Von Miller. So, <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Who sets the tone for the season coming up here when the season kicks off? Packers at Bears. Um, I hope the Bears do well this season. I hope they win it. But I just can't bet against that bad man. He, unlike Tom Brady, is not 40. His arm is not falling off. His leg might fall off (laughs) before his arm does. But um, he don't really need that throw a football. Uh, We're going to move on to NFC South, the final division we're going to preview here. So, you have the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucks. Christian, who do you have taking the division? Yeah, I got the Saints taking the division. I mean, they they should have uh, represented the NFC last year, if not for uh, the, the referees uh, missing a, a blatant uh, pass interference uh, penalty by the L.A. Rams. But uh, we'll, we'll move on, I, I suppose. Um, yeah, Drew Brees, I, I don't see him falling off. Uh, not, not at all, honestly. Uh, and then this defense continues to step it up. Marshawn Lattimore is uh, really one of the young stars in the NFL. You got uh, Cam Jordan on that defensive line. Uh, they just acquired Kiko Alonso, which uh, could be a good or bad thing uh, for the Saints defense. Um, really looking forward to seeing uh, what Bruce Arians is able to do, how quickly, if at all, will he be able to turn around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Will he be able to fix uh, Jameis Winston and turn him into a, uh, uh, a competent, uh, competent uh, quarterback. Um, Carolina, you know, you, you already got uh, Cam Newton entering the season a little banged up. Um, it'll be crucial for him to stay healthy. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey could uh, could have himself a, a 2,000 yard season. He's going to be the uh, focal point of that offense yet again. He bulked up. He's uh, ready to get more touches. Um, obviously a great receiver out of the backfield as well. So uh, he, he's going to be the, the main focal point of that Carolina Panthers team. Then the Atlanta Falcons, um, you know, hopefully Devontae Freeman can stay healthy. Uh, they lose Tevin Coleman. So if Freeman uh, has trouble staying healthy, that's going to be uh, a, a knock on their backfield uh, there. Of course, you got Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, uh, one of the league's top uh, uh, wide receiver duos or trios with Calvin Ridley as well. Um, yeah, I mean this is uh, again one of those those tough tough decisions. But I, I think I think the New Orleans Saints just uh, you know like like I said with the, the Bears and Vikings and the NFC South, I, I think the Saints are just kind of light years ahead of every other team in this division, and it all it all uh, starts off with uh, you know their head coach and quarterback Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Um, and, you know, I, I know the Bears are using this quote uh, for this season, and I think it, it, it could certainly play out with the New Orleans Saints as well, unfinished business. I mean, they feel like, you know, if it wasn't for a certain play, that they would have represented the NFC uh, in the Super Bowl last year and quite possibly could have won it. Bears feel the same way if it wasn't uh, for that uh, Miss uh, Cody Parkey uh, double-doink field goal. Um, 
you know, they, they certainly could have represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. So with, with Drew Brees coming towards the end of his career, he knows that, uh, you know, not too many more opportunities are going to come uh, his way, especially with a talented squad uh, that he has and a talented number one receiver like a Michael Thomas. We talked about guys like Laquan Treadwell and uh, Josh Doxson. I mean, these are guys that were drafted before Michael Thomas the same year and, uh, you know, now he's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, New Orleans Saints, I think, are going to take the NFC South this year with uh, Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa Bay behind them. Travis, do you think that uh, the Saints are going to keep marching on this year or what? You know, I, I just have to agree. I, I mean, really, they have so much fuel to kind of work with. Last year, like, you, like Christian alluded to, didn't end the way they wanted to um, with that controversial call. Um, but Drew Brees is just on a mission. The whole team is. Uh, we have jo- uh, Cameron Jordan, who uh, is a dominant pass rusher. Hopefully Davenport can stay healthy. But Mike Thomas, you can't really stop the guy. You can double team on triple team him, but Brees is going to find a way. If not him, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to find a way to be open. And I guess I, I didn't really hear you mention him, but uh, Latavius Murray is also on the team as well, who can add some less needed juice to the team. But the Saints need to add, if they add one more dominant receiver or something, they can be um, a really tough team to stop. But in that division, I think it's kind of hard to go against the Saints. And that being said, I think the next team up would be the Falcons. Um, I think Matt Ryan will um, make make a make a leap. He'll have Devontae Freeman back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um but he has some weapons to work with. Uh, Calvin Ridley, another year in the system. Um, I think they can really do something. Now, what really gets me is the last two teams, the Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. First and foremost, the Buccaneers are going to finish last. I just I, I just get this impression that they're not really going to feel, uh, finish out very well. And I also get the impression, I was reading about this before, that the Bruce Arians, Winston experiment might not be a good match. Is it because of what he's looking to do, um, which is basically chunk yardage and five step drops, which Jimmy Winston is known to make Aaron throws. So it can be a bad combination. But the Panthers, I would love to root for them as being division champions. But I just have concerns over Cam Newton. They even say now that his shoulder injury. Uh, it's still a concern. He doesn't really feel super comfortable still um, with the running his new throwing motion. Um, but if Camden is there and he's healthy and throwing, the throwing motion is going well, I actually would say I think that the Panthers could be division champs if that were the case. But I don't feel like that would be the case this season. So um, that being said, I think the Panthers to finish out third because of the uncertainty surrounding Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. I don't know if Cam Newton has any help around him, really, any 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 playmaker and help around him um, to go far and to take down the Falcons and the Panthers. I mean, the Saints. Um, they just – he just he doesn't have any help. Um, the people – What, the, the what about Curtis Daniel? Curtis Samuel, he just has to be consistent and show more. Um, him, DJ Moore, they just have to be. Greg Olson. Greg Olson is getting up there long in the tooth. Luke Keekley's long in the tooth. They let Thomas Davis go test the free agency waters so they can bring along Shaq Thompson. Um, Kwan Short on the defensive line. Taylor Morton, I believe, the left tackle. There are some players there. Don't get me wrong. They're not the worst team in the NFL. But sure. um, I think the Falcons have everything you need. Um, they really heavily invested in their offensive line. Matt Ryan had his second best year last year. As we mentioned, all of their offensive weapons he has, Julio, Hamasanu, Calvin Ridley, Devonta Freeman. Um, it's just it's a recipe for success. Deion Jones comes back. Grady Jarrett at the middle. Ke- Keanu Neal, hopefully he's healthy. Um, it's just Desmond Trufant. I think he's still there. They lost Brian Poole to the Jets. I think the Falcons have all the pieces pieces in place, and they can make a deep run here. The Saints. I have my concerns about Breeze. Um, I I 
probably shouldn't doubt a legend, but I believe his arm is going to fall off like he did last year, and he just won't be able to sustain it. They lost Mark Ingram, and um, we'll see if Alvin Kamara can continue the tear he's been on along with Michael Thomas. Look to see if they add any other wide receivers there, but we'll see. I think they are one of those teams that need help as well. Um, the Bucks. I'm a big fan of – I was a big fan of Jameis Winston. Um, I really thought that he had the potential to be one of the top quarterbacks, and I hope Bruce Arians can bring that out of him. Ronald Jones has underperformed. O.J. Howard can quietly underperform. Cameron Brait is a fancy football favorite. Mike Evans is a favorite. Uh, Sean Jackson left for Philly. The defense was porous last year. They could not stop anybody. Um, so they got some work to do, and Dominican Sue joins that defensive line. But I'm going to pick the Falcons to win that division. Wow, the Falcons. Okay, over the Saints. Yeah, it was a bold, bold move, but we'll see how that works out for us. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I know, I know Matt Ryan and the Falcons had some trouble with their offensive line as well. Um, so I, I do definitely see some improvement on the line because they drafted two players back-to-back to address that issue. But we'll see. We'll see if they can hold up. Um, if they can hold up, then the Falcons can make some noise, I think. But we'll see. All right, so to recap here, we have Christian picking the Eagles to win the NFC East. Um, Travis and I both picked the Cowboys. For the NFC West, we all have the Rams taking it, NFC North. I'm the only one who didn't pick the Bears. I picked the Packers because I'm the smartest one in the room. Uh, and for the name, <laughs> NFC South, um, you both picked the Saints and Drew Brees, and I decided to go with the Dirty Birds. Um, that's our NFC wrap-up. We picked the division winners, and next we will pick our Super Bowl prediction. All right, and now we're picking our Super Bowl predictions. Christian, I think I know who you have representing the AFC, but who do you got winning this thing this year? Who Who's playing? Yeah, you know, who's I, winning? I... I, I I'm going to take the homer out of me, and I'm going to say somewhere the, the Bears are going to stumble. And, uh, you know, I, I think they will make a run in the playoffs, um, whether that run ends in the divisional round or I'll, I'll even say the wild card round, the divisional round, or the NFC championship game. I'm not sure. But I, I, I think, you know, I think this is going to be the Saints year. I, I really do. Uh, you know, I, I had a hard time, uh, you know, thinking about this between the Saints, the Eagles, and the Bears. Um, but I, I, you know, you know, just thinking, you know, Drew Brees, you know, might only have another year or two left in the tank. Um, you know, again, they were so close last year, and um, just the overall talent that they have, and, and I mean, the, the weapons that they have on that team, starting, of course, with Michael Thomas, um, so I, I think the Saints come out of the NFC. Uh, I think the Saints come out of the NFC, and then the AFC. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all bought in on Andy Reid. I'm all bought in on uh, on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think Andy Reid finally gets the job done this year, and uh, at least in Kansas City, and makes an appearance in the Super Bowl. Um, too much. I mean. Again, I mean the, the talent that's on this team, and of course the uh, the, the offensive genius that Andy Reid is. Um, we, we've seen it come out last year. I mean, no, this time last year, nobody expect, nobody really knew Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, he was a former first round draft pick, but nobody knew Patrick Mahomes like he, they know him today. I mean, this is the guy that's already thrown 50 touchdowns in his only season as a starter. Um, I, I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. Um, Tyreek Hill, they got pretty lucky. He it doesn't, you know, he won't be, he'll be there to start the season. If he can keep his head straight, then uh, you know he'll, uh, he'll be there for the entire season. I mean, you, you look at the weapons that they have: uh, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Um, again, I think Steve Spagnuolo will be a, a, a big upgrade to the defense side of the football and some of the pieces that, that they added to the defense side of the football, uh, starting with. Uh, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, at safety. So I think we're going to be looking at a Saints-Chiefs uh, Super Bowl uh, with, with an interesting and uh, uh, exciting uh, finish, no doubt about it. 
Did, do I give my Super Bowl winner? Yeah, give me the winner here. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, I, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure if any team in the NFL is going to be able to really slow them down. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be their year. Um, I, I'll even go out and say I, I think they could finish the year uh, 15-1. and one. You know, I'm not going to go out and say they're going to they're gonna have a undefeated 16-0 and 0 season. But I, I think they could be one of those teams that finish the season 15 and one, 14 and two, and really just be dominant from uh, you know week week one out. Oh, let's hope it happens, man. That'll make for a good story. Um, Travis, who do you have representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? Man, so Christian, you have a very compelling argument um, with your picks, uh, including your NFC uh, representative and the New Orleans Saints. I think that they had a great year last year, um, high power um, offense and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be really hard to kind of repeat that numbers because because of the the lack of depth and talent they have on the team. Now Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I think they could repeat because they have more weapons on the team, uh, depth, depth, um, and just you know, more improvement on the defensive side too. So um, I definitely think they can make a leap this year. But uh, since you since you didn't go the homer route, I will. <laughs> I'm actually going to go to Chicago Bears. I'll do it for us. <laughs> um, I, I usually don't want to do this because I, I don't want it to be – I would rather pick a different team and then if the Bears win it all, be like, I'm glad I was wrong. But I just really hope, um, and I can see the Bears just doing really good. Just Cleo Mack having a full off season. Um, he's even on record talking about he just can't wait to hit somebody. Um, so this Thursday night game is going to be a slugfest. I can't wait for that. Uh, I think that the Bears picked up um, are going with Eddie Pinero, uh, a kicker. And I'm not saying it's going to be a great kicker. I'm not saying it's going to be a nice Robbie Golds, but I think he'll do just enough. And what is unique about this season is that since it is the centennial year and we're starting out um, with Bears-Packers, I think it will be very symbolic and very cool for the Bears to make it all the way to Super Bowl this year. So that's my representative for the NFC. And my representative for the, for the AFC, um, I know I had the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos all making it to the playoffs. Um and Patrick Mahomes is magical. I think mean, he's going to, you know, have a great year. But I'm I'm going to go with my pick. I'm going to go with the San Diego Chargers making it to the Super San Bowl. San Diego anymore? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Los Angeles, right, right. You're right. So it won't be them. It'll be the Los Angeles Chargers for sure. I think uh, not for sure, but. I think they'll make it to the Super Bowl. I think it'll be a great Super Bowl no matter what. Um, if it was Chargers-Bears, it would be probably one of the happiest um, times of my young life uh, as being a football fan watching that game. But Christian's Super Bowl picks, um, I think it'll be a, a fantastic game as well. Must see TV. Yeah, so I was going to pick the Chargers um, for my AFC representative, but since you picked them, I'm going to have to change my pick. I really, really, really <laughs> like the, the Chargers and what they got going on there, um, what they're building, but the loss of Melvin Gordon potentially is kind of making me scratch my head. But um, for me, I'm going to pick somebody in the AFC we haven't talked about, and it's going to be the Falcons. I know I talked about them ad nauseum about how I really like the – offensive core and the defensive core and the improvements to the offensive line to try to get through the draft there. So I think that uh, the Falcons is going to be the team that, especially if they get the number one seed and everybody has to go down to the Georgia Dome, not the Georgia Dome anymore, the Mercedes-Benz Dome, um, that they're going to be hard to beat. It's going to be loud. Matt Ryan has had a great start to his career playing at home, and I think this continues if they get the number one seed and then I think they're going to represent the NFC in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. 
my AFC pick, as I mentioned, I was going to pick the Chargers because, you know, I'm a huge fan of what they got building over there in Los Angeles. But um, I'm going to f- switch here last second and pick the Jaguars. I, I, the Jaguars. I spoke Good a lot. Nick. I spoke. I, I'm not the big biggest St. Nick guy, but I spoke a lot about how they, they just had a competent quarterback. They would have beat the Patriots. And so now I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to put my feet to the fire and say, you know, their defense only improves. I, the only thing holding them back now may be wide receivers, but um, Leonard Fournette's back there. St. Nick is a competent quarterback who can pass the ball forward to the correct team and not the wrong team or the dirt. So I'm thinking that the Jags-Falcons is going to be my Super Bowl representative. But before I pick the winner, wow. Travis, you didn't pick – did you pick the winner of – Chargers Bears Super Bowl. I did not pick that winner. When I win a chicken dinner, um, I'm gonna pick. It, it's totally biased, so biased. But if the Bears are gonna make it to the big dance, man, they had to go in and win it all. Um, but with that being said, I feel like if that was the case, they they get to the Super Bowl. I think something tragic would happen. I think I think they'll come up short. I think and actually. That were to happen, I think that would be because of a fumble by Mr. Trubisky or something like that. Why? Why? Why, why would you even speak this in this possible <laughs> existence, Travis? What um, are you doing? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I'm just being honest, man. So you yeah, have the, the Chargers winning or the Bears winning? The Colts. Chargers are gonna gonna win if that was the scenario. I think the Chargers will win. Again, hoping that I'm wrong if that actually happens. All that happens. Um, but yeah, just thinking back to the the Super Bowl that the Bears played the Colts. I mean, I know we had Rice Grossman, but still, man, this mistake after mistake, I just I, I don't know. Yeah, that that that'll be a tough one. That that'll, that'll be a heartbreaker for many people in Chicago land. But it, I think it'll Boy. like I think that will be a good Super Bowl. Um, as for my pick, Jags versus Falcons. You know, this is one of those ones I don't know if many people will watch. Uh, like, Jalen Ramsey have to do his best. GQ, um, Matt Ryan was my 23rd-ranked quarterback on my list. Trash talk for people to get interested in it. But I think that it ultimately comes down to Jalen Ramsey. The Falcons don't have a Jalen Ramsey on that defense. Um, they have the best offense, but the Jags have the best defense. And I think that um, – Keanu O'Neill has to stay healthy. Deion Jones has to stay healthy. Grady Jarrett has to show up. Tack McKinley has to show up. Vic Beasley has to show up. Um, If they don't, Leonard Fournette's going to run through them, and Nick Foles will make just enough plays that it'll be like 24-21 Jaguars. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. I'm not gonna lie to you. I really hope the Falcons do not make it to Super Bowl. I just I have a bad taste in my mouth from that Super Bowl against the Patriots, and ah, yeah, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be like super pumped about it. To be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think it'll make for a good game. They may go up twenty-eight to three, um, <laughs> in the first half, but um. I Mike. did find it interesting that nobody picked the Rams or the Pats to repeat as the division winners. Uh, well, I mean, the Patriots could be there, but I'm just secretly hoping that this is the year that they get kicked off. This is the yeah, year, I mean, and then maybe that's then, when they start realizing that Brady needs to uh, take a seat. <laughs> and then the way the Rams kind of found their way to the Super Bowl, it, it wasn't very promising in my opinion. I mean, you talk about the, the Saints game, the, the pass interference call, uh, or, or even, you know, looking into the regular season. I mean, the Rams came to Chicago, and, I mean, the Bears, simply put, dominated that football game. I mean, I think the final score was like, what, 13-6. to six. I mean, it, it was a defensive showdown, no doubt about it. But, I mean, that offense was just – I mean, they, they, they could not move the ball. The Bears had, had trouble moving the ball too, but, uh, you know, the, the – Jared Goff was seeing ghosts in, you know, like it was probably like ne- uh, negative 10 degrees first time playing in, you know, that, that type of weather. So it, it wasn't very promising the way the Rams found their way into the Super Bowl. So, again, I, I think they'll do fine this year. They'll, they'll probably win the NFC West, but 
I'm not so sure we'll be representing the uh, the NFC this year once again. All right, guys. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so uh, to recap here, we have Christian has the Chiefs versus the Saints with the Chiefs coming out on top. Travis has the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Bears with the Chargers winning and breaking all of Chicago land's heart. Uh, and I have the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> taking on the Falcons with the Jaguars coming up on top because they have Jalen Ramsey. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'm your host, Tobario, and I was joined by Christian and Travis. We're going to try to do this more regularly throughout the season here, so be on the lookout for more podcasts. We'll do some fun stuff like top five wide receivers. I really, really want to do that one with you guys. Um, top five quarterbacks. Um you know, we'll we'll do we'll do fun things like that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm your host Tabaria and we'll catch you next time.